listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night, guys, and you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. I am a matchmaker. I am a dating coach. If you guys are looking for love this year, I'm definitely the one that can help you out in this area. Um, this week, I'm joined by Dr. Mark Borge. Um, now we're getting back to our chat on how toxic patterns can hold you back from relationship fulfillment. I want to hear your take on this, okay? I want to talk about the idea of love at first sight. And some people, as you know, fall really hard and fast yep. as soon as they meet. I did. Um, <laughs> you, right? I think a lot of guys. Uh, and do, do you oh, find... You, but, but I'm with this person. Uh, let's see, Tuesday will be 16 years, so... <laughs> did you guys, like, this what happened? That's how it worked. <laughs> did you guys, like, move in right away, or how did that work? Like, oh what my happened? God, she got pregnant. I mean, she got pregnant at, at like 10 months. So, I mean, we were oh. like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> on the first date? <laughs> um, no, we didn't get pregnant on the first date, but, you know, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not yeah, like so, you know, things went really fast. I want to talk about the idea of love at first sight, right? Yeah. And, yep. um, you know, people like diving in before they really get a chance to know each other. Yep. Uh, this has often come down to people finding the relational dynamic that they witnessed growing up, do you think? Like, do you think that they recognize something in each other and the patterns that they've grown used to? Or do you think it's more like a visual thing? Like, it's no, like, no, oh, I, I, I am I'm so a... attracted to that person. I need to have yeah. Oh, man. I, see, I'm a psychoanalyst. I don't act like one. I'm, I'm totally wildly effusive, and I even talk to my patients all the time. Um, maybe too much, <laughs> but, but no, I, I, I really believe that we pick up on cues. I believe that, man, you know, it's good, nice to have someone who's wildly attractive as well, but I really think we pick up on cues. I think we're picking up on all kinds of things from our potential partner about ways in which they are familiar to us because human beings, like all systems in nature are homeostatic, you know, seeking, uh, creatures. We need some balance between ourselves and our environment. And one of the things that I keep coming back to is environment for a human being is other people. And earliest environment is mom and mom and dad, you know, whatever caretaking system. So, yeah, I mean, we are looking for similarities. Freud actually had one of his core principles he called the repetition compulsion. He believed that we repeated and repeated and repeated earlier dynamics and that we were masters at seeking out and finding those patterns in other people and in the relationship that we keep getting ourselves into. But we're, you know, my wife and I are both, although we've been married for 16 years, we did fall in love. We did, uh, you know, have that, that, that uh, you know, <laughs> love at first sight experience. But then we ran into catastrophe. You know, we wound up having a child very, very early in our relationship. We were in an apartment that was too small. It was 2008. The bottom fell out. The buyers didn't sell out. Up, so up. <laughs> You're still here today. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Financial catastrophe. My wife was diagnosed with cancer. We had, I mean, just madness and mayhem, just like an avalanche. And so like all people that we're talking about in our book, my wife and I, no matter how much love we felt at first sight, really had to do the work. I mean, we have to do the work. We still do, you know? So, I mean, yes, love at first sight. Eric Fromm, who's like the great like psychoanalyst and thinker on love, wrote a book called The Art of Loving. And he said, anyone can fall in love, but who can stand, you know? And we go even further. We say, Anyone can fall in love, who can stand, and then walk 
because we're going to have to walk through our everyday lives. I don't mind love at first sight at all. I think it's fine. Of course, I'm biased. But I really believe no matter what it is that causes you, <laughs> forces you, invokes the whole you know, Cupid's arrow into your heart, it's still going to require the waking up, the living in the you know, intimacy of everyday life, and the really trying to come to accept yourself and your partner as you are. Ultimately, there's no way around that. So I think love at first sight it sometimes can be a little deceptive because it makes it almost feel like, ooh, I can step around all that hard work this time. You know, ooh, you know. Keep I don't it believe in love at first sight, by the way. I don't. Oh, I believe okay. in lust at first sight, but I don't believe in love at first sight. But it's a thing. No, I, so yeah, no, I, you know what? I will reframe. I think I'll agree with you because I'll reframe my statement. I had like crazy, wild fantasies of love at first sight. But it was actually the living of each and every day of the last 16 years that is the true love, right? That's you know, right. Yeah, that, that, no, I agree with you. I could tell, I used the term love at first sight because when I saw my freaking wife across the table at that restaurant in the East Village, New York City, I was slaughtered. I couldn't believe it. It totally snuck up yeah, on me. Yeah, you were in love. We had to do the hard, <laughs> okay. I, but then we I, had to do the hard work. And the books that I write are about the hard work that my wife and I have done because we are you know, really kind of the par excellence couple for me. Because I've had bad relationships, plenty. In fact, I was married to someone that wound up like a couple of years in the relationship coming out and saying, oh, you know, I think I'm going to, you know, be with women from now on. And so, you know, I mean, didn't work out so well. So now that we've learned how to recognize our unhealthy patterns, and let's just say we're working on fixing them, right? Yeah. Um how do we do this to find healthier relationships? Is it important for us to look out for like toxic behaviors in other people that we meet? No. Like, no. See, okay. I wrote this book called Don't Be a D, right? Yeah. So, Everybody how can you change your mind? Well, so, so full, basically, is how can you change your mindset on what a fulfilling relationship is, for example? So, okay. So, I write this book, right? It's called Don't Be a D. And people keep calling me and going, oh, I can't wait for you to get your book to me. Oh, my God, I'm going to give it to everybody in my office. I'm going to give it to my wife. I'm going to give it to my parents. And I'm like, look, anybody who thinks they're going to take that book and give it to someone else, that is exactly the person who needs to read this book. In other words, every single solitary time I think about fixing the world, it's an opportunity to fix me and my perspective and my attitude and my actions in the world. If I change my attitude, if I change my perspective, if I change my behavior, the world will change. If I change all this, my partner choice will change. If I change my behavior, if I take responsibility for my contributions to what was wrong, and I am willing to fix it with my partner, then my relationship will be a different one than the one I woke up with this morning. Every single time I contribute to the healing of my relationship, every time I contribute to the repair after the rupture every time I'm in a new relationship. So that's how we do it. We do it by, again, back and back and back to the two rules. Keep the focus on myself and keep the focus on myself. And I will become a different person in a different relationship. Because I will keep learning about what I want and what I need from relationships. That was an amazing interview. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Recognizing toxic patterns and behaviors in ourselves isn't always easy, but it sometimes, um, you know, you really need to look within yourself before you can work on finding happiness with someone else. Mark, your book is called um, 
making your crazy work for you from isolation to self-acceptance, compassionate empathy, and love. And it's also available on Amazon. Where can people uh, get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you personally? You go to Google, you type Mark B. Borg Jr., and I'm all over the place. You'll find my phone number, my website, and everything else. So just feel free to reach out. I am available to talk answer questions or whatever. It's been awesome being with you here. Thank you so much, Laura. I just love you as a guest, and I'll have you on again and again. And, guys, if you're ready to take control of your search for love, join me for Redesign Your Love Life, the ultimate singles dating seminar on January 28th to the 30th. Uh, this virtual seminar will feature a series of workshops from single and city experts who will, be, uh, who, who will give you the tools that you need to put an end to your single status. For more details on that, go to singleinthecity.ca. Uh, you'll see a banner at the top. Let's keep the conversation going after the show. Connect with me on Instagram, official Laura Bellotta. And thank you, Mark, again for joining me tonight. And everybody, thank you. Bye. Bye bye. 